0: Oh hey, I'm Emily, and this is my best friend Rachel. Hey, I'm Rachel, and in 2010, aged 18 and fresh out of secondary school, we went on a gap year, travelling to five countries in five months. Shockingly, it didn't always go so well. We lost passports, ran out of money, jumped out
1: of aeroplanes, and landed ourselves in endless ridiculous scenarios. But what we also managed to do is write a blog about our experiences. And without
0: smartphones or Instagram at our disposal, this blog is the only record we have of the trip of our
1: young lives. And 11 years on, we're reliving it all by reading back over our diary entries for your listening pleasure. Welcome to the Gap Year Diaries podcast. (laughs) Hey! (laughs) (laughs) Great. Ah. (laughs) Good (laughs) stuff. Hello. Ah. Hello. How are you?
0: Hi. Good. How are you? How are you, listeners?
1: As if you they're going to respond. <laughs> <laughs> um, like a long voice note. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. How has your week been, Rach? Yeah.
1: It's no, it's... um. It's been good. It's been good. But uh, before I go into that, welcome to episode four, guys. Um, episode four. Um can't wait to get stuck in, get started. Um, but before we'll just uh, see how Emily's week's been. Emily, how's your week been?
0: <laughs> Please tell us how your weeks have been. <laughs> Forcing that in. Um, Yeah, my week's been pretty chill. Um, Obviously like pubs and stuff have reopened here fairly recently, like within the last few weeks, Um, Mm -hmm. but it's still only outside socialising. So and the weather just like is a sort of classic British like little prank that the weather likes to play on (laughs) us. has been just Baltically cold for absolutely no reason, even though it's like firmly in May now. So you go Mm -hmm. for your little like social interactions and then after an hour you're like how much do I want to speak to this person versus how cold am I? (laughs) (laughs) Obviously, I always choose speaking to the person, but my feet just get like, it's ridiculous. It's like you're at bloody bonfire night. Um, But anyway, (laughs) it's really nice, of course, to be able to see people. But a real highlight of my week has been that I've been to the garden centre again.
1: Um, Oh my goodness! Which I think is honestly Emily's place is basically like a mini jungle inside. It's more in, it's more outside than inside.
0: (laughs) Essentially, I'm a incredible millennial cliche, and I have like more plants than is actually sensible amount to have. Um, Watering day it's just it's beginning to get too much for me to be honest (laughs) don't you like put them in the bath as well (laughs) i put them in the bath. i think i'm bordering on insanity but yeah like because some of them like to be watered upwards rachel (laughs) i do sometimes think about my plants like if i wasn't here you'd be living in the wild and then what would you do like you have such a cushy life here like you have absolutely no excuse not to just look absolutely resplendent so when some of them are a bit droopy i'm like for god's sake what more do you need very dramatic. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> enough about children. that. Needy children. Needy little plant children <laughs> I have. <laughs> oh. um, how on earth are you? Tell me about you.
1: Um, well, I've had um, five hours in hospital today. Um, oh, I'm, I'm fine. I'm absolutely fine. Um, I just had an MRI scan, which um, I went in. Dr. Wallop um. <laughs> I love that name Can't Copped help but laugh at that <laughs> um, So uh, yeah, you can have an MRI scan um, I've just sort of injured a tendon on my leg Trying to do the splits For my weird <sighs> hobby of aerial hoop um, And uh, yeah, no, it kind of broke it a bit So, oh, so uh, I've had the MRI scan uh, They laid me down I went into a tunnel And you just have to stay very, very still While these sirens and chilling alarms are going off And it's an Gosh. oxymoronic like feel where you're stuck in this chamber of frightening sounds and you cannot move um but you know did it sounds um, absolutely harrowing <laughs>
0: it is <laughs> Thank a little you so bit so much yeah. for finding it within yourself to record the podcast <laughs> after that experience
1: <laughs> hospitals <laughs> podcast all in a day's work all um but no work. i should be fine um thankfully it's not joints or bones just sharing it to the world um, and <laughs>
0: please tell us <laughs> uh, well, but it I, should I, be I, better
1: soon so I'm really
0: good. glad and I also love mm. the sort of incredibly glamorous way that you got that injury like trying to do the split the hoop like I feel like if I injured a tendon it would be like reaching for another donut or something <laughs> watering a plant <laughs> watering a plant too vigorously <laughs> but yes good I'm glad that you're all all okay despite your MRI
1: experience no, I'm all good cheers
0: Um, cool. Okay. Well, to recap on last week, uh, for all that listened in, um, last week we arrived in Gandoka. It was quite a, quite an arrival. Um, we managed to navigate our way to the coast (laughs) using a series of kindly (laughs) local men, um, who just, you know, stepped in and saved us at really quite alarmingly frequent intervals. Um, We managed to get there, um, and when we got there, we were greeted with the news that no one was expecting us. So (laughs) we were feeling nice and awkward and out of place. A warm welcome. Um, a warm, warm welcome um to be fair they did do their absolute best to welcome us despite having no idea of who we were um they found us a bed mm. in someone else's mm. shed which was kind and we received our turtle saving training had our first night patrol mm. and started the long process of making friends with our fellow volunteers um, and also the staff who were a mix of international staff members and also local people who lived in the nearby village that also worked there. So we met a whole mm. host of them um, and tried our best to ingratiate ourselves. They were an absolute
1: our... team as well. They were, oh my God, they they were, were fantastic. Lovely. Fantastic absolute, group of people.
0: Absolute top notch peeps. But yeah, we, um, <laughs> Rachel and I very much felt the outliers as we were incredibly useless and just sort of like (laughs) (laughs) creeping around like hello (laughs) um but yeah it was great um and we also learned what it was like to be woken up by howler monkeys um I won't do the impression again because I feel like we had more than enough of it last week um but yeah so that (laughs) that was that was where we were and so we begin today's blog um obviously still in the jungle um in our little sandy uh little Little beds, <laughs> beds full of sand.
1: Sandy wee beds. That we, uh,
0: <laughs> sandy wee beds. Um, Rachel's with an incredibly plush pillow. Obviously, shout um, out to that pillow.
1: Two beds, one pillow. Two beds, one pillow. <laughs> <Two> beds, one <laughs> bed.
0: <laughs> what a YouTube vid that would be. Anyway, that's oh, for dear. a different sort of genre <laughs> of podcast. <laughs> <hands. laughs> oh. But I love it. I love it. Um, cool. Okay, so this week, Rachel, you're reading first. I, don't I know am, if that's and
1: uh, just want to remind the listeners that this is written in Emily's perspective. So anytime you hear phrases such as Rach and I, this is from Emily, but I'm reading the voice. So as confusing as possible. <laughs> um, <laughs> we really okay.
0: try and make it work <laughs>
1: as a format. <laughs> <laughs> written by Emily. The morning after the first patrol saw Rach and I jolted violently awake by the sound of about 6,000 howler monkeys and again, Emily's extreme (laughs) writing style coming up (laughs) (laughs) Screaming at each other after very little sleep, feeling rank, skank and damp and highly entangled in our voluminous mosquito nets. The first words I heard from Rach that morning were a detailed recount of the many... Dreams of pure insanity that would plague her Gandoka nights for the full ten days. Um, poor Emily, I'm sorry you had to deal with so many dream recounts. Uh, the details of this dream I cannot recall, but I do remember that they terrified me to my innermost core. And you never asked for them; you just got this morning report. It was all the lit- time.
0: it was literally like a not a, not an alarm clock as such, but it was like I would just blink into the day and just be like, "Oh yes, another day at the beach," <laughs> and then Rachel would like. Emily, oh my god! Like you would literally just like sort of pop like <laughs> your head down from the top bunk, like upside down. Like <laughs> it's another terrifying dream, and they almost always, like, invariably involved me dying in some sort of horrific way. And I think they must have been a side effect from the malaria tablets because we were obviously taking anti-malaria for this part of the trip. Um, And that is a well-known side effect uh, to have sort of hallucinogenic dreams, which is really nice. Um, I was absolutely fine. My dreams were, you know, I I dream, well, I very rarely um, remember my dreams, but
1: um, I was, I was fine. When Emily goes to sleep... When you go to sleep at night, you power down like a laptop. You're like, oh, (laughs) that's it. (laughs) I remain in the same position. After an amazing and artery-clogging breakfast of fried bread and peanut butter, slices of fresh pineapple and green plantains, we felt ready to face the day. Until our 3pm hatchery duty, the day consisted of nothing more than an excruciatingly cold rain shower. I mean, I would say it was quite cold, quite sort of refreshing, (laughs) excruciating, wow. You would take it a step down from excruciating... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, what a little. <laughs> oh dear. And then about five hours of sprawling in a hammock with a book. Due to a severe lack of reading material on Rachel's part, she was forced to succumb to the dangerous pursuit of dipping into the none other than the Twilight Saga <laughs> from the box of discarded books in the station se- shed. Station shed. <laughs> <laughs> the hours that, passed in a leisurely fashion <laughs> i really do i really do the, um the hours passed in a leisurely fashion only interspersed by casual conversation with a few of the other volunteers rachel abby and archie who were all fellow brits there was another girl called rachel um, thrown into the mix um right so that shower um It was quite refreshing. Sounds like you had a a much nicer experience of it than I did. I've
0: obviously gone down the really extreme route of calling it excruciatingly cold. Um, I mean, it's just like any cold shower, really. Like anything that's like a bit colder than what you ideally would want is, you know,
1: a bit excruciating.
0: But I just thought, you know, why not pop in a little, Um, a little. uh, A bit of extremeness to the to the <laughs> blog and just take it right to its logical conclusion and call it excruciating. Yeah, um no I think you're right it was refreshing. Um and you, obviously, this was your first uh, taste of the Twilight saga, um as in, in book form, I imagine. Mm. Um so just to give clarify this, so you know, a lot of our time in Gandoka was downtime, let's be honest um and there was no there were obviously there was no ele- well there was a generator but there wasn't like electricity just for people to use casually um and there was no internet connection or anything like that so you had to kind of pass the time in the traditional methods um and there was like a big box full of books <laughs> that were, had people like previous volunteers had left and i think i for some reason had bought on the gap year as my reading material for five months i remember i'd bought um sense and Sensibility the Jane Austen classic. And I think I'd bought that because, um, (laughs) I think it was because, I think it was because I was about to embark on an English lit degree and I thought, you know, better cram in some of the classics before before it's too late. But I don't know why I thought that was like something that I would desperately want to be reading when I was like chilling in a hammock in the Costa Rican jungle. Um, But anyway, you (laughs) didn't, I don't think you'd bought any reading material, had you? So um, you were forced to select from the box and you went for the Twilight Saga. What were your
1: impressions? That is quite unusual. I don't... Well, first of all, First of all, why did I not bring anything to read that is really quite unlike me. I love to have like a book, a Kindle on the go, especially around the beach. So I don't know what I was thinking. Clearly pillows were on my mind. Um but what I thought about Twilight. Um well I thought it was awful before I'd even touched it, and then I read halfway through and I honestly couldn't finish it. I just found it just a load of drivel, just drivelling on and on. Um (laughs) um, I remember thinking a girl was sort of cool, but this there was just pages and pages of how beautiful edward was and if you watch mm. youtube clips of the of uh, robert patterson um explaining his character he hates him more than like the people the, the people hate the films no one hates twilight more than uh, more than robert patterson does <laughs> um yeah so distasteful um and i felt like i proved that by not being able to get through it yeah, it's a bit more like a like sort of preteen erotica. It was very bizarre and I didn't like it. But Emily, you just continuously teased me that I had a crush on Edward. It got to the point where I you actually had to have that. a stern oh, word for sure you to stop. <laughs> stop. I was getting so embarrassed. Like, stop it. I don't.
0: <laughs> wow. How annoying of uh... me. So sorry about that.
1: <laughs> so. Emily, um, would you like to ha- read the next half of the blog? I I would indeed.
0: Um, okay, <laughs> let's crack on. Soon after this, it was time for our very first hatchery duty, which involved two hours hard labour, sieving sand, digging holes, marking out areas and clearing the beach of general turtle birth hindering debris. After about two minutes of sieving, using a giant one metre long sieve that required two people to shove it back and forwards, my arms were pretty much on strike. The general upper body weakness that I so irritatingly possess caused me to soon be relegated to the much less strenuous job of emptying the sieve as it became full of shells, leaves, ancient fossils, historical artefacts, coke cans and dead animals soon though the work was done and all volunteers (laughs) staff and locals cruised off on the 20 minute beach walk back to the station for a rice and bean dinner um i felt so crap (laughs) like when we were doing that everyone was mucking in everyone was really like putting a shift in everyone was like you know it was very like hi ho hi ho (laughs) it was very like camaraderie (laughs) was high um And I just felt like I was absolutely letting the side down because absolutely zero other people were having trouble with the tasks assigned. But because I just have, like, ludicrously weak arms, I don't know why, we've never looked into it, Um, I just really struggled with this task because you had to, like, really, like, use your muscles to force this sieve back and forwards to, like... um, Mm. I don't really know exactly what we were doing. Obviously, that was unclear to me. I think we were just, like... We were making the sand nice and pure, weren't we, so that the eggs could be buried in yeah. it I think that was what we were doing but yeah it was very very like it was a very arm heavy and I just I just did not have the strength for it Rachel you were absolutely fine I remember you were flying <laughs> Do you? yeah of course you were yeah you were probably like I can imagine your face your face of concentration I can imagine <laughs> but yeah there was a lovely community
1: feel you're quite right Um, yeah you just I felt like this work had a real purpose to it as you know it kind of uh, it echoed back to the work I was doing the six jobs I was doing to get you know out (laughs) out there and one of the jobs I hated the most was working in the freezer aisle in Sainsbury's and having to individually count what was on the freezing cold shells with the little like I don't know handheld scanner and It took like four hours at a time and that I just remember thinking there's no I'm just so lost in meaning with this but you know swaying a sieve back and forwards to help the <laughs> lovely turtles that came up to the beach it just it just uh you you couldn't yeah there was no other feeling like it really it was very rewarding yeah. Do you remember? <laughs> different... do you, what job did you do then when, bless you, the, yeah, it was a di- again, the different headspaces coming up? Oh, my arms. Oh, I can feel like, oh.
0: <laughs> I hate that that was my headspace because obviously, like, I'm fully aware that we were like incredibly privileged and lucky to be doing this. But I just, you know, when you just simply, your body's like, no, sorry, this is beyond the call of duty. And I was just like, but we really, you know, like, it's for the turtles, guys, come on
1: but my arms are like you, they no. were so kind they did give you something <laughs> they were something really different to, to do which was still just as worthwhile so i, I remember that Absolutely. and then we all celebrated I... by paying paying playing football on the beach which i really enjoyed i don't i don't like football anything associated with it <laughs> well, <laughs> we were just having fun running around and <laughs> oh <laughs> well, was it yeah. frisbee it was no, one of yeah. those
0: I I know I think I think there were two separate occasions one where we played frisbee one where we played football so who knows which one it was but it was definitely one of the two um but yeah it was lovely actually everyone was really like it was just really nice wasn't it it was just like I don't you know I don't want to go into like raptures about yeah. it but it was just like you know there was all kind of like bits of modern life were stripped back like there was no sort of distractions with phones and internet. And blah, blah blah but it was just really nice for everyone to just be focused on what they were doing and interacting with each other and obviously there was a bit of language barrier because not everyone spoke the same language but it was mm. quite nice because you could all kind of find a common ground a common goal um a common ground of sieving this bloody sand um <laughs> but yeah everyone was like laughing and yeah, it was just a, it was just a nice a nice atmosphere. I think you're quite right. Yeah, a community feel is a good way to describe it. That night's patrol took a turn for the bazaar when Jairo and I were merrily strolling along enjoying a highly one-sided Spanish conversation when we stumbled across a tortuga no sooner had I rummaged around in Gyro's spacious rucksack for the data log sheet, than we were joined by about 30 American tourists literally out of nowhere, crowding round with their flashlights, peering eagerly into the nest and into my face and asking every question about turtle welfare under the sun. Most of these questions I had simply no hope of answering. <laughs> and so I found myself fabricating some highly questionable answers that definitely would not have stood up to any scrutiny or internet research. After a while of this, I was growing <laughs> concerned, mainly due to Gyro's constant sighing and jabbering into his walkie-talkie. It was at this point that I realised what was happening, took a stand, and feeling like a hefty fraud, I told the Americans to stand back, switch off their torches, and be silent as we needed to tend to the turtle. Very official. Um, I have absolutely mm-hmm. no idea in my brain where those American tourists could have possibly come from, because where we were was so in the middle of nowhere, wasn't it?
1: I think there was like another volunteer program that was more like a holiday come and see, um, more Uh. like tour, like maybe like a night tour. Um, I think that's where they came from because there were an onslaught of American tourists. I We went on a couple of groups with them, but they were, they, they, uh, they were very uh, enthusiastic about, about the program. Um, but it did upset me a bit when they had their flashlights on because turtles eyes are so sensitive to light. Um mm-hmm. that's why, you know, as you want, like, you know, signs in aquariums, like don't use flash photography. Um, and Emily, do you remember that time in Singapore jumping forward? Uh, what the, I actually told someone off for using flash photography because it was really <laughs> upsetting me. I don't know if you remember that. <laughs> yes, yes, um, I but remember yeah. Long story short, <laughs> just um, be wary about using light light around the animals.
0: Well, yeah, I mean that was like one of the main things we were told on day one, wasn't it? It was like turtles, like when it's dark, turtles' eyes are really sensitive mm. to light. So we we even had to wear really dark clothing, didn't we? Like we weren't like if, yeah, if yes. someone came yeah, out. Oh my gosh! To, yeah, that's so true. you yeah. had to. You couldn't. No, if someone like turned up for patrol in like a white t-shirt or something they were told to go and change like you absolutely just couldn't even do anything mm. along those lines mm. and um we used like infrared kind of torches didn't we because that light wasn't as sensitive t- I think it was something like that. But anyway, you absolutely yeah, well, were not knowledge. allowed to use yes. torches. But there was, like about 30 like searchlights like horse. Not only that, kind you of, kind weren't of press allowed. conference for the turtle
1: like. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I was like oh my god guys please. <laughs>
1: this poor turtle um you also weren't allowed to use mosquito spray um because of it being too sensitive for their noses as well so you were just getting bitten alive out there but you did it for the turtles which i fully did it for the
0: turtles
1: um but yeah i was also a bit a bit worried about
0: gyro because i think because he wasn't able to like he didn't speak very good english and i think he couldn't sort of communicate to the americans like Please, could you just step back, stop using flashlights? Da 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 da. Um, I think he was really like quite. Up- agitated by it and so that's why i kind of felt you know because it was just me and him at that point and i was like i kind of felt like it was up to me to like sort of take charge of this moment even though i had absolutely zero <laughs> turtle qualifications had arrived there about 36 hours ago <laughs> I was just like look guys <laughs> please like some sort of kardashian bodyguard like step back please the turtles are laying their eggs and why were they asking
1: <laughs> you why weren't they asking their own like tour person
0: I do not remember there being a tour person. Like, wasn't there a tour but...
1: guide there that they could have asked? So they just literally yeah. walked up on the beach and decided to have, like, a you know, 30 people stroll down the beach. <laughs> well, I so mean, that's questions. what I've written here. <laughs> Who knows <laughs> how valid that is. Um, um, <laughs> oh, poor <laughs> you, this 19-year-old girl that they're just pestering down. Oh, yeah, I
0: know. I had absolutely no answers to their questions. I was like, uh. <laughs> yeah, it's turtles. <laughs> um, okay, I'll press on to the next bit. This is uh, so we have one more paragraph of the blog to to delve into. The next few days passed in much the same way. The only highlight being Xiao, one of the staff members, purchase of a shiny new hammock, which he became highly protective of and would scream at anyone who should let their gaze <laughs> fall anywhere near it. I also experienced the revelation of a lifetime on the subject of the sexy fashionista combo of socks and Crocs. After previously swearing blind Sucks that I would never crocs. put my feet, socks <laughs> and Crocs. After previously swearing blind that I would never put my feet anywhere near a pair of Crocs as long as I live, I found myself on my third night patrol, not only wearing a bright blue pair that had been kindly lent out by other Rachel who was heading back to San Jose for a few days before returning to Gandoka. But teamed with a pair of knee-high grey socks to complete the fashion fail wholeheartedly. <laughs> I remember being eternally glad that flash photography on the patrol was strictly prohibited. Other than that, our lives for these few days have involved a hefty amount of rice, beans and poker. Um, Yeah, so I, I have highlighted here why I needed those socks because I thought this is a foreshadow of an of a severe misfortune that will befall me in a few days time but um you had to basically you you needed to cover yourself up I mean it was hard obviously because as we just said like you had to wear dark clothing and also you wanted to wear dark clothing that was like long trousers and long sleeve t-shirts because there were so many bugs and as rachel pointed out you couldn't use mosquito repellent um so really Mm. what you wanted to aim for was kind of like a sort of airtight container for your bod that was like dark colors (laughs) so that no clammy clammy bod your clammy sandy bod (laughs) so that no bugs could enter um it was a bug-free zone uh, obviously, ankles are a bit of a weak spot for this. And yeah, I think wearing the long socks was a really wise move. Um, but yeah, Crocs, who knew? And they were just so comfy. They were such a comfy shoe to do patrolling. I, I mean, oh, I don't know why. They are
1: comfortable.
0: <laughs> a, long, a long time fan. I will be the <laughs>
1: longest advocate for Crocs being a great outdoor I know you shoe will. for just kind of walking around like terrain. Um, not for any kind of fashion reasons at all.
0: Well, that's that blog, read and done and dusted. So we move on to the next segment. <laughs> um, Rachel, who was the best person you met or, and we've added this in as a little um, fun alternative, or your favourite memory with a person that is not me? No. <laughs> oh.
1: Um, I think it was Archie Archie was uh, one of the fellow British volunteers that was with us um, before we got there Um, and Archie reminded me a lot of a friend I have back at home Um, he was sort of eccentric lovable and appreciated the more uh, niche things uh, that I love so I'm quite I'm still a child at heart I really still like Pokemon at the age of nearly 30 Um Emily has absolutely <laughs> no interest in it at all completely indifferent so it was good to have somebody there to chat to about that so I appreciated our little you know bonding sesh over over that and Archie was lovable and eccentric he was he was a sweet guy I enjoyed his company a lot good friend
0: he was he was lovely he was a lovely guy and also anyone that shares your love of pokemon is immediately (laughs) like well and truly accepted into your heart and so they really
1: are
0: (laughs) Um, Uh. to another global franchise that i for some reason have severe dislike for twilight pokemon (laughs) whatever (laughs) it is well I'll no i'm not opinions a fan force of them upon you <laughs>
1: yeah, i'm not much of a fan of the books anyway um and no of course was, not, uh, but... <laughs> what was your person oh um, sorry sorry wait i knocked the mic and uh who was the best person you met slash the favorite memory with a person that wasn't me <laughs> <laughs> such a catchy title for a second <laughs> i love it
0: um so i think my favorite person because obviously we met quite a lot of people during this time um I well, I put I I think Elias was a good meet because he he was a, a fixture, like mm. you know we spent quite a lot of time with him and he did teach us to play po- well no he didn't teach you to play
1: poker I'm sure you you were ready no to I never in. knew had it no that was the first time I've oh, ever really? played poker yeah yeah I oh, never played it mistake. before but I just knew to right so just a bit context when Emily and I play cards um I. I've been playing cards with my family for a long time. I love a good card game. I still do. And when you, you know, when you shuffle the cards, if you're the dealer, you always deal to the left. Um, that's the rule. And Emily would deal we would get the cards, shuffle them, and deal to the right, and it would just wind me up that I went, Emily, you deal to the left. And you were like, What is this Casino Royale?
0: <laughs> um, or I think other than Elias, probably Joao I, I liked Schrau. He was a nice man. He was like one of the sort of long standing, I can't remember if he was staff or volunteer. I think he was probably staff. Um, it's kind of a, he was like of a bit both. Yeah, he was a bit older. He was quite an avuncular figure, I would describe him as. And he was just he was just very he was just a fun guy but yeah when he got that hammock and got so territorial about it i was like part of me was like jealous because i wanted that hammock but part of me was like (laughs) fair enough if i had that sweet sweet hammock i would be just as like livid of anyone trying to gain access to it so i was like i do understand he He was was proud
1: as punch (laughs) and it was brightly colored like punch as well i I got a bit frightened of it really of even like brushing past it accidentally yeah but it did accidentally oh my god you were dead it was like a macaw a bunch of you know birds that weren't as colorful (laughs) Um, nice nice metaphor yeah the other hammocks were more
0: sort of sparrow vibes but drows was a a beautiful macaw soaring through the amazon (laughs) i love that i love that weird analogy um
1: me yeah too.
0: I think those were my peeps oh was that your chair doo, 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 doo. <laughs> that was my chair sorry
1: <laughs> um home podcasting at its finest um so <laughs> <laughs> creaky old chair we're now on the segment of lessons that we have learned um Emily what was the lesson that you learnt?
0: um well <laughs> when we were doing our little bit of pre-prep for this podcast we were going through the lessons we learned and both of them are like fairly you know minor and then rachel did point out that obviously we learned a lot about sea turtle welfare <laughs> as you'd hope <laughs> um although obviously not enough to like uh placate 30 30- information hungry american tourists but we did learn you know a bit about like their nesting habits and why they need to be conserved and what the problems are with um and why they're becoming endangered and every you know all this very very useful information if you're embarking upon a volunteering project to conserve them um so obviously i learned a lot about that But, uh, you know, something that stuck in my mind, obviously, more is that I learned that in very specific situations, Crocs can be a very good footwear choice. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And, you know, will I buy a pair of Crocs for myself? Unlikely. But I do enjoy the fact that you can buy those little accessories for them. I think that's a really clever. Yeah, it's like a very sneaky little marketing ploy. Um, (laughs) So, you know, but. I I mean, I haven't bought a pair in 11 years, so I think probably the ship has sailed. And also their uh, environmental credentials have come out as not tip top, So I I don't think I'm going to go down that road. But they were very welcome for my feet during this brief amount of time I was allowed to borrow them. um, And I was, you know, I was really like, God, I wish I had a pair of these for night patrol. I'm, which sure which I'm sure some of our, our listeners as well
1: team. who may have owned a pair or tried a pair know what we're talking about. Um,
0: yeah, I absolutely, it's fair enough. Like <laughs> if you, if you love your Crocs, I hear you. Um, anyway, Rachel, what's your lesson? That you yeah, learned? back to that, back to the, what we're doing. Um, back to that, back to the actual <laughs> podcast. What,
1: what my lesson was, um, I didn't learn. I only confirmed. I knew Twilight <laughs> was awful before I read it. And it's still awful after I read it. Um but in saying that, it didn't stop me from watching and rewatching all four movies this year on Netflix. Um, they do have a certain entertainment value. Um, it's it's sort of batshit bat cray. Uh, the idea that the <laughs> sort of werewolf man falls in love with a fetus from a vampire's you know womb is is beyond no, beyond comprehensible it's a lot to unpack isn't there really? it is and i would hugely recommend watching ryan george's video on youtube about it pitch meeting twilight it's very funny <laughs> and it, it really you know yeah, resonates they're... with my feelings on, on the whole franchise um <laughs> I, have, I honestly could do it with, <laughs> i could do a whole podcast episode on the flaws of that but no one needs to hear that so that was that was my lesson <laughs> and obviously um learning more about how turtles you know the internal environment and how to keep it nice and clean and accessible to them for their babies yeah yeah we'd... why is that a side note why
0: is that not as important i don't know why it's a side <laughs> note it really is much more important it really um, is it really, but really, really is. obviously i don't know how much i've retained i will say that i don't know how much i could like go into paragraphs about turtle welfare 11 years on um but i'm sure it would all come back to me if i just did a quick google yeah we've got the, the experience.
1: experience
0: we've got the experience oh, yeah, we're fully qualified absolutely <laughs> qualified if anyone's got any turtles that need saving conserving you know give us a ring We'll don't, be there in a please diffi- don't
1: <laughs>
0: emily <laughs> doesn't don't. mean this at all
1: <laughs> she doesn't know what she's saying
0: <laughs> <laughs> no i don't
1: i really don't obviously we are far
0: far from experts we were just two little children that did like a two-week volunteering project like you know, was it, it was when
1: we were sitting there scrolling around wondering what to do and it was the picture of that turtle and emily i have to do this i feel like it came from me and you were like yeah i yeah, love this from you. okay that's
0: mm, fun <laughs> yeah it did come from you um yeah i think both of us wanted to do some sort of animal conservation we did, project we did and
1: we went for turtles yeah. I now have but, one yeah, tattooed on my ankle which is oh of course you do oh my gosh, yes. I do and uh, my uh, my partner said it looks like a poker ball with legs someone said it looked like a tennis ball with legs <laughs> it's just it looks wow. like the size of a VIP. who are these harsh critics of your
0: tattoo that you're associating with I just tell them to fuck <laughs> off well I mean one of them is your fiance so <laughs> not so easy there but I would just be like can you just get away from my tattoo? Just live it away. <laughs> it's zombie forever, so any criticism will be taken together. to heart. Yeah, exactly. We did. We did. Yeah, we did together. get those tattoos together. I, yeah. I didn't get a turtle. I got an elephant. You know, off message, yeah. but <laughs> <laughs> but um, I also have a tattoo of a stick man, so I'm really no authority <laughs> on the subject.
1: So. I was thinking about your stick man tattoo the other day, um, and forgotten completely. I thought it. about it more before oh I it. You named it as well on the trip, didn't you? You named the stickman. I man. did. Yes. What was it? I called? did. I named it
0: after someone who we met on the trip. Who obviously okay. We, we were won't comedy. spoil it, and we, we we won't spoil it. Then we'll get to that. That is a when real incentive to keep listening. If ever I heard
1: one. But, but Emily, didn't you also like make little outfits for it? Wasn't it me that was like get a pen and you can just draw little outfits, yes, and yes. we'll take pictures with stickmen. Yeah,
0: and we the used adventures. to play hangman with it. Yeah, yeah in hostels. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a real talking point. <laughs> Hot topic
1: for everyone. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, what an absolute
0: maniac I was. Why didn't
1: you get that tattoo? Because someone's, you were like, I'll get a stickman tattoo when I turn 18. And someone went, yeah, I no, l- you won't. And you were yes, yeah. I will. <laughs> pretty much that same Rachel, day. that's the exact exact. You went story. out of school, got yourself a tattoo parlor. No. Literally,
0: literally <laughs> pretended I had, like, this is how lame it was. Literally pretended I had a dentist appointment to get out <laughs> of <on> my last, <laughs> my, my, <laughs> My last lesson of the day, which was art, ironically. I was like, yeah, I have to go to the dentist. And my teacher was like, okay, do you have like written permission? I was like, yeah, here you go. Like forged signature from my mum. Absolutely ludicrous. It was two days after my 18th birthday. Someone should have intervened. Absolutely someone should have intervened. It should never have happened. And then I spent like a good three months after getting it, frantically Googling tattoo removal.
1: (laughs) Emily, didn't you go with two friends as well?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I did, but I think that, like, if you know, obviously this is a very narcissistic thing to say, but if anyone wants to understand my personality, I think that sequence of events is perfect. Like, going from, like, <laughs> I'll get a fucking permanent tattoo to prove a point to, oh, God, what have I done? Google it, anxiety dreams for months afterwards. I think that's just a perfect synopsis of me.
1: <laughs> Whereas my tattoo took about
0: three years to de- dedicate Yeah, to you it. thought about it long and hard. But I love your tattoo. I think it's really great.
1: Thanks. I love your tattoos, too, your line- elephant your stick man Thank you. and, and do you have one more is it just the two I no like just just more.
0: the just the two i was like you <laughs> know why try and improve on perfection it's just the two <laughs> just the two oh, my <laughs> Ridiculous. God. okay well um that brings us to the end of another episode of the gap diaries podcast um please oh please do bounce over to our instagram page and um i think what you what you will find there is some actual visual representations well not representations pictures (laughs) photographs of what we talk about on the podcast so it's quite fun to see um obviously follow the podcast um wherever you get your podcast from Mm. um and if you really are having a day where you're just like full of generosity and it's flowing out of you give us a little five star review Um, Yes, so next week, on next week's episode, we're still in Gandoka, still saving the turtles, um, but we attend our very first party of the trip, a very first piece of nightlife.
1: (laughs) We're going to a party. (laughs) So that's to look forward to next week. So hopefully we'll see you there. Yay. See you there, listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. And look forward to hearing, seeing, we can't see or hear you. Hearing, seeing, (laughs) feeling you. (laughs) sensing your presence <laughs> next week <laughs> thanks okay bye Emily, bye bye listeners bye, bye all bye <laughs>